men came to her saying, I will do anything if you don't make me wear that. I said, listen, my honey, you will be wearing it. <laughs> Eventually, they all came around, but none of them were happy about it. <laughs> Look, if Anne Roth tells you to put this on, you're you putting put it, it on. on. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Art of Costume. I'm Elizabeth Joy Glass. And I'm Spencer Williams. Elizabeth, we're back. Spencer! How are you? It's been an age. I know. I miss you, actually. (laughs) I miss you, too. (laughs) I feel like I've been incomplete. How's it it going? You know, it's it's the same old, same old. Yeah. Uh, just, Just out here wondering what's happening everywhere. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah, it's yeah. just gone progressively worse. <laughs> uh, did you do your play? Yeah, that ended, that ended up well. That's good. It was fun. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That ended like a month ago now. Oh, my gosh. It's been so long. Well, <laughs> so everyone knows Elizabeth and I haven't recorded in a long time, you know, ever since really the beginning of the strike before that. Yeah. So um, strikes, I should say, plurals. <laughs> Um, so it's been a minute. Uh, so tell me about the play. What did it look like? Were you happy with it? Were you proud? Um, I was happy. It was one of those things I was like, I was a little worried about it, but it it all came together in the end. And I was like, okay, okay, (laughs) this was fun. This was enjoyable. (laughs) I like it. Okay. Um, nice. Elizabeth Joy Glass, the theater costume designer. I'm loving this idea. Uh, Yeah. I thunked it. (laughs) (laughs) thank you uh well i i really wish i could have brought it up before it it happened but you know things got kind of weird especially with the strikes uh but i moderate a panel at comic-con so (gasps) you did (laughs) that was pretty crazy it was amazing Uh, yeah so i i hosted a panel with costume designer kate holly whom we love uh we talked about rings of power for about an hour at San Diego Comic-Con. And it was crazy. And so many people showed up. It was a booked room. We had 50 people in line, I believe, still outside who couldn't get in. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I I feel so bad about. But just like the (laughs) mouse support, there's so many great people there. I mean, costume designer Cynthia Summers and Amy Pears from Stranger Things and some friends. And, of course, like our great friends at the costume designers guild uh yeah. local 892 it was just it was just a dream it was you know i didn't ever see that for myself so that was that was a moment um, I, but like i feel like that's where you thrive doing these interviews like this is not the first panel you've ever done or even done this year like you really just I feel like you come alive at them and you're so good at it and it's wonderful to watch oh, thank you yeah it was crazy I wish you were there though because walking around that comic-con floor by yourself is kind of like remember in the battle of the bastards when Jon Snow was just drowning in a sea of people that was me except I never I never surfaced I just fully drowned <laughs> You were just like, bye. Yeah. I was like, what's this? What's oh this? My goodness. Actually, I don't care. That looks like one too many steps from from this point. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I totally wish I could have gone. By the time we knew we, you were doing it, I was like, there were no tickets left. I know. Yeah. Well, 
That's but, how it is, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess we should address the elephant in the room. Uh, the, sh- <laughs> the strikes? Yeah. <laughs> so we haven't <laughs> recorded in a minute. Uh, once the strikes went to effect, especially SAG-AFTRA, that was when we really were like, okay, we're done. Um, you know, we took some time to really just stop recording uh, and just listen to the community and just figure out what we can do to help. So we've been doing what we can to provide resources for those, you know, that are listening or maybe not listening, just how they could get involved, be on the picket lines or support people that are being affected by these strikes. It's, Mm -hmm. it's been a weird, hard time for a lot of people. Yeah. But it's like, I, feel like we felt like it was more important to support those going on strike and kind of focusing in and being like, okay, like our whole, you know, talking about costume and film and TV only exists, not just with costume designers, but with writers and actors. And, you know, if they're not working under the conditions they deserve to be working under, then we don't we don't have much to talk about. Right. Yeah. I mean, especially there's been so many new releases and it just feels wrong to, you know, promote some of this work because you're right. None of this would be possible without the brilliant people behind the cameras in front of the cameras making it all happen. So, um, yeah, AMTPT needs to get their absolute shit together because (laughs) it just takes the smallest (laughs) portion of what they make to really just change this conversation Absolutely. Uh, For the betterment of the entire industry, too. Uh, There's just so many issues at stake. And I just I'm just still bewildered by where we are right now. I know. I was like when the actors went on strike, I was like, this will like I I feel like a lot of people were like, oh, who weren't directly involved? Like, oh, actors going on strike. Like, I'm sure this will clear up. And now we're. What? Over a month into that. Well over a month yeah. <laughs> into SAG after a strike, and I'm like, this is not getting better. No. This, like, really, AMTPT got to figure it out. And if you think the solution is AI, no, it's not. Oh gosh, yeah, don't even get me started on the AI conversation. <laughs> That's a whole podcast. But That's, and what a lot yeah, of people aren't talking about too is because of these strikes, a lot of people saw them coming. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people haven't been working since last year. It's just terrible so i one of the other podcasts i listened to a funny feeling it's it's two writers and one of the women also acts and like they were talking about like how slow like work had gotten i was like you know that that's that's strange and then the strikes start hitting and i'm like oh that's why Mm -hmm. yeah it's just really disappointing but you know elizabeth daniel and i had a conversation and we just feel like so much about what we do is really just supporting costume designers and their crews, the brilliant artisans who really make a lot of these films happen. Uh, costume designers and illustrators and their crew members, supervisors, assistant costume designers. They're all people who usually don't even get their spotlight regardless of strikes, you know, and yeah, you know, it's a women dominated industry too. And they already make like, way less Less. than every other department (laughs) so we just felt like it is our responsibility to you know do what we can to still support these artists regardless of whether we're in strikes or not so we've decided to get back together 
and you know get the podcast going again and just continue to celebrate costume designers and their work that being said we're still going to provide as many resources as we can yeah if you check out the show notes we have all uh all sorts of information about how you could get involved, um, how you can participate and how you can donate, such as the entertainment community fund, which goes to support, uh, you know, just people affected by not just these strikes, but just in the entertainment industry in general as they go through hard times. So I really suggest you check that out. Yeah. Right now, if, if you want to support the industry, you support the strikes and donating is one of the best things you can do for those who are striking yeah with that being said we had plans to do <laughs> hot girl summer elizabeth <laughs> and we're getting ready to stuff it all into one episode so we could catch one up. episode <laughs> with the ultimate hot girl summer movie mama mia <laughs> oh, yes <laughs> when when elizabeth pitched mama mia I instantly was like, yes, absolutely. There's no no debate. Mamma Mia is one of the greatest films of all time. I mean, like, come on. Just based off the music of ABBA, mm -hmm. like, that's a good time there already. Then you have Meryl Streep. <sighs> come on. It's so good. It's just, it's so positive. Colin Firth. <laughs> yes. That's what I, I, that's what I loved about watching it today was like the positivity. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh. The early 2000s. <laughs> I guess not the early, the late, late 2000s. Yes, 2008, <laughs> I believe. Um, yes. It just gives you that much needed, like, it's a pick-me-up. Because, you know, I do not yeah. love a love story. I'm not a love romance, rom-com Not a romantic, no, Spencer. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But Mamma Mia just puts it in such a positive, fun, humorous way. Yeah. You just can't help but love it. So You really can't. What a perfect movie day get back into it it is and with that being said spencer do you want to give us a little summary about mama mia i do mama mia donna an independent hotelier in the greek islands is preparing for her daughter's wedding with the help of two old friends meanwhile sophie the spirited bride has a plan she secretly invites three men from her mother's past in hope of meeting her real father and having him escort her down the aisle on her big day. And that is Mamma Mia. <laughs> that is Mamma Mia. What a crazy plot. Ooh, I know. I know. If you haven't seen it, go find it. Go find it somewhere. Right. <laughs> and the one of the best parts of this film is the costume design. And going behind the costumes, we have director Felita Lloyd and costume design living legend, Anne Roth. Yes. <laughs> I'm so stoked. I don't think we've ever done a Anne Roth film. We haven't. And everybody on the planet should now recognize her. And if you don't recognize who Anne Roth is, you clearly have not seen the Barbie movie. Yeah, you're lying. <laughs> you're lying you know who this woman is she was the woman at the bus stop who is like yes i am beautiful yes. and she is and she has created some of the most beautiful costumes on the face of this planet it is so true when i saw her in barbie movie i wanted to stand up and start applauding it was just like you know i felt like there was a legend on screen and people didn't even yeah. know who it was. I was surprised by now, by the amount of people are like, Oh, you know, it's the founder of Barbie. Well, I'm like, what? Yeah. 
Get your no. whole shit together. <laughs> yeah. People at my work were like, oh, yeah. Like, they thought it was someone, like, connected to Mattel. And I was like, no. That was Anne Roth. <laughs> Do you not know? And they're like, no, Elizabeth. We don't. <laughs> we're not you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why don't you share if everyone's up for adultable work? Yes. We have Places in the Heart, which got her an Oscar nomination. The English Patient which got her her first Oscar win. The talented Mr. Ripley, another Oscar nomination. The iconic 9 to 5. Come on, you know. <laughs> the Hours, Oscar nomination. The Stepford Wives. Mm -hmm. Angels in America. The Village, which did not know. She did the costume design for The Village. Know. And this is still a movie I've still yet to see, but I feel like I know everything about it. Right. But maybe one day. <laughs> we'll have to watch it together. It yeah. is wild. Um, <laughs> Julie and Julia and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, for which she got her most recent Oscar win at the age of 89, I believe. Wow. Yeah. She's, she's in her 90s and she is still working to this day. Absolute legend. <laughs> Yeah, Anne Roth just she kills it. I I'm obsessed with her. I think everyone's obsessed with her. Anyone in this field is like, oh, it's yes. Anne Roth, like just legend bow down. I we should you know be a little transparent. We were originally going to do a Barbie episode, and we still are one day, but uh, because of the strikes, we decided to rearrange our entire calendar. I mean, we have moved this entire thing around. Uh, and we were like, well, what better way to still kind of, you know, a little peek into Barbie than with Anne Roth? Roth. Like, it was so yeah. clear to me as soon as we saw that movie. So <laughs> I was like, you know, so many films. So, like, I, I meant to look up how many films she's credited on, and I forgot because I was going through her list on IMDb and was just like astounded by the volume. Yeah. of her work and i was like how have we not done a single one um but i'm glad we chose this one because ann roth mentioned in a new york times article about mamma mia i have never had fun making a movie in my life except for mamma mia <laughs> where some guy <laughs> called me and said how would you like to go to an island with your good friend and make Mamma Mia. And as the article goes on, I'm like, this is why she had fun. <laughs> Anne Roth, Meryl Streep, Christine Baranski. They they had a good time with their, their martinis <laughs> on these Greek islands. So you know what? No wonder she was having a good time. I love it. I mean, yeah, it makes sense because Anne Roth and Meryl Streep, is, they're actually like best friends. Mm -hmm. uh, they've done like a million and two films together. So oh, they yeah. get along very, very well. So I imagine the martinis were constantly flowing. Oh, I bet. <laughs> if you send me to a Greek island, I don't care what I'm there to do. I don't care if I'm working. Like I'm having drinks throughout the day. I am like looking at the beautiful vistas. <laughs> I'm enjoying my life, whether I'm there to work or on vacation. <laughs> and she clearly had fun. And Meryl Street talks about the time they had in the New York Times saying, in her work in film and theater, Anne Roth is sort of a, of a writer. Her designs are not so much costumes as an extension of the individual character. She is building with an actor and director. You don't come away from her work saying, oh, weren't the costumes gorgeous? 
You just remember the people she has clarified for you through what they choose to put on their bodies in the morning. She has a sharp flair for the eccentric in the ordinary. Authenticity and specificity. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a glowing review from Meryl Streep. Yeah. <laughs> when you have people talking about you like that, it's like, of course, you're having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's so true because, you know, I chose this. But like, honestly, I was like, you know, as a whole, I couldn't really remember like a cohesive look of the costumes. Like mm-hmm. I could remember a couple like iconic pieces but, like, it really is. She's all about the character. All about the yeah. character. Especially just, like, the island scenes when they're not dancing. All the characters really just kind of blend. And it, it feels real. It feels authentic. Um, but then you could tell she also loves a party, too, when you see, like, the ABBA-inspired costumes toward oh, the end. Yeah. And the Dynamo's costume. So I'm just so excited to get into this. <laughs> Me, too. Let's take a little break, and we'll be right back. Yes. to party Spencer I am so ready to party and this is like clearly a great work and a great party outfit Donna's blue overalls (laughs) so multifunctional like the it's other- very you. I can imagine <laughs> this would be Elizabeth when me and her other friends show up to her island years from now to yes, check to on attend, her daughter. Yeah, to attend my <laughs> child's wedding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I'm just going to disappear one day to a Greek island and buy a hotel and just live my best life with my child. This is going to be me, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> in the overalls though in the overalls i have been looking for a pair of overalls just side note anyway <laughs> i love these and Anne roth said about the overalls i wanted to c- the color to have something to do with a european work uniform and it's like it does give a very european vibe like her whole look like like she's a, an American who's just fully like, you know, melded in to the culture and just works with what she has available. Yeah. And it says almost immediately like, oh, Donna is working hard. She's not, you know, she's not like her her friend Christine Baranski showing up all fancy. She's like, I would just finish like cleaning stuff up. I'm still doing laundry right now. That's what, mm-hmm. what I heard the overalls say about Donna. Absolutely. And that's also what the shoes say about Donna. Anne Roth said to the Pocono record, I wanted her sneakers to go away and not be noticed. They were aged and dyed to look the color of her leg. <laughs> Whoa, that's pretty cool. Actually, yeah, that's pretty crazy because I, I don't think I ever realized she had shoes on. I thought she was always barefoot. Right? Like, even, like, this one picture I have, which at first I was like, is this overexposed? And then I was like, no, her her shoes just blend in that well. (laughs) 
that's such a choice. Like she's, I, I, it, yeah. it works. I don't know why it was necessary, but it's cool. I think it's because it's like she's always running around. She's always doing something. She's not going to be like washing her white shoes. She's just puts them yeah. on and goes. Uh, same with her like beautiful peasant top. Um, Anne said when thinking about like where Donna would have gotten her wardrobe, and said, there is probably not a great store on the island, and she doesn't have time to go to the mainland. Perhaps a woman who works in the hotel kitchen gave it to her. Mm. So Anne's like, this is really like a thrown together look from just what's available around her. Yeah, which shows the the genius of Anne Roth, too, because she's like, okay, they're on an island. There's not exactly like a Nordstrom on the no. island, so... <laughs> You know, you have to keep that in mind as you're creating a lot of these costumes for the characters. So, yes. Uh, and I think Christine Baranski's character knew that because she was oh. dressed to the nine. Spencer, I know she's one of your favorites. <laughs> <laughs> she is probably the best part of this entire film. This is where <laughs> if we if we need. OK, if we break down where my crush for Christine Baranski came from, it was not the Grinch. Okay, maybe Grinch had a little bit to do with it, but it was Mamma Mia. I mean, Tanya, she she is so fine. <laughs> she just Christine Bransky, what she get does like the little kicks and stuff, and when she sings what uh, what your mother knows on the beach. I mean, <laughs> I am sweating watching that scene on a consistent basis. I just, I, oh man, I. <laughs> I forgot a little bit that she was in this. And then like when I was like, oh, yeah, Mamma Mia. And I was like looking through pictures. I was like, oh, yeah, Spencer's favorite. Ugh. She's in this. I honestly feel warm right now. <laughs> just talking about it. Oh, and get, what did we get to see the other day? A little sneak uh, peek of what TV show? We have finally got a trailer <laughs> for the Gilded Age 2. And I have to be honest with you, Elizabeth, I have not even seen it. Neither have because I. Because I'm kind of like saving myself. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> I'm like, I need to like keep my excitement for this going. Right. I just We're just totally being teased. But we are. I'm happy to know that it is coming out at yes. some point. And I'm going to go absolutely insane over that show when it comes out you are <laughs> um and i am absolutely going over insane over rosie and tanya's costumes because they are so like colorful and fun compared to donna it's like oh yeah of course these are like your two friends who like come and visit you every couple of years on the island and like you go crazy and like have a great time. Right. And I love that they brought all these costumes and the costumes also became like props at the same time because they're yes. just throwing them on and twirling them around the streets. When they sing Dancing Queen, first of all, it's an iconic song. Yes. But the way the costumes work in that scene, it's just so beautiful. Be mm -hmm. The colors, the blues, the greens, and the people in the background, it's just epic. It I, is. You just can't help but just be so amazed by it. It's movie magic. It really is. Just adding adding pieces, taking pieces off. Just this. I love the fantasy scene on the boat. Yes, it's <laughs> that, so which, good. That's not part of Dancing Queen. Um, but it's just, it's they're, the three of them together have the most fun scenes. Yeah. But 
then we also have uh Sophie and her friends who the I'm like they're the bridesmaids. <laughs> they're like the miniature version of Donna and her friends which you can like totally see. Yes, just definitely. through their costumes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool though because well first Sophie has like a very I don't know how it's just like a very Greek vacation outfit. Yeah. Uh, it just works on her so well, that white and blue. And then her friends clearly just came in from college or maybe that's they maybe they graduated college not too long ago. But you could tell that they were doing some sort of fun, I don't know, college like activities not too long ago. together. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's kind of what she wanted when she was talking to the Pocono Record about these characters. She said, are they a gang who met in the college years? Did they go to camp together? Do they work on sailboats? Mm. She was like, you know, what do, what do these people do? And she that's very, yeah, she very intentionally like had them in layered pieces because they didn't come with luggage. So she was like, okay, they're wearing their bathing suits under their clothes they have layers and it's like, okay, then, you know, their bridesmaid dresses are there. So mm. if he has them there for them, it's not like they needed to bring those. Right. So they just have very practical pieces and like maybe one or two things that they could have thrown in a backpack. I love it. This is a, a mystery. I'm curious what the listeners think. Do you think that Donna, not Donna, Sophie's bridesmaids were, did they meet in college? Did they go to camp? I almost want to say college, but Sophie acts like she's never really been off the island. So I don't... Sophie's only 20. So even if she went to college, like, she either graduated way early... Yeah, she's ...or decided smart. to drop out. <laughs> like, one <laughs> of the two. Um, well, email us, DM us, let us know what you think. Cause, yeah. I mean, that's a cool thing about Anne Roth, though. We'll never know. We'll never know. Mm -hmm. We'll never know. We'll also <laughs> never know who Sophie's dad is, Spencer. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I kind of feel like we know, don't we? I think it's Bill. You think it's Bill? I think I it think has to be Bill. Sam. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's Bill. Just Sam and uh, Donna have such a chemistry they I do. I want to get graphic, but you could just tell that they <laughs> have a lot. <laughs> well, clearly her and Bill did enough for her to think it might be his kid. Yeah, And that's his true. aunt may or may not have thought Sophie was related to her. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. But we all just assume that's lie? not Harry's, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I mean, look, one of nah. them's from the House of Skarsgård. So. <laughs> I, I mean, it, this is uh, Stellan Skarsgård, Daddy Skarsgård, like... He's had a kid or two. He's the so. original. <laughs> the original Daddy, Daddy Skarsgård. <laughs> um, but I love these three, especially how different they are. But how they all just like settle into the like island aesthetic. Yeah, it's they go into almost instant vacation mode and they're trying to just relax and let loose. It takes some time, but they get there. Oh, man, I love all of them. I actually feel like I like Harry's costume a little bit more just because he just feels yeah. like this proper 
gentleman with a bit of feminine energy to him as well. And, you know, he loves to unbutton his shirt a little bit and let loose and a bit of a more looser fit. So I feel like I vibe with Harry the most. Same, same, especially when he's on the boat and he's talking to Bill about like his books, because like clearly Bill's like this great explorer has gone off and like. Right. done all this stuff and he's there in like his three-piece suit and he's like oh like i could never be spontaneous and like go on these adventures like <laughs> and i'm like i feel that harry <laughs> like mostly because i don't have the money to be doing that but <laughs> relatable <laughs> like, i understand where you're coming from <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny yeah no i think harry might be the fave but again write us and tell us who your fave baby mm-hmm. daddy is potential <laughs> alleged baby daddy alleged is. Alleged. Although, like, I don't know if, like, if I was in this situation and I was like, yeah, you're all my dad, I'd be spending the most time with Harry. You think (laughs) so? I'd be like, dad, can I come stay at, like, your really nice house in London? You know, I really thought you were going to be a Sam person, but actually now that I'm talking to you, Harry just makes more sense. I mean, you also love, like, a very, like, British man. I do. I do. (laughs) That's that's so true. Um, I also love the ABBA inspired uh, performance costumes. Madonna and the Dynamos. (laughs) (laughs) Which I forgot it was Dinah and the the Dynamos. I thought it was Dynamites. And then I was I was watching this and I was like, have I been wrong all this time? And I was like, yes, I have. Okay, yeah. whatever. Let's go. <laughs> Dynamo. Di- now you got me saying it weird. Dynamos for life. Um, I love these costumes. I actually think they might be my favorite. Um, I just love that she comes out and they have the big billowy. Donna has a big billowy sleeves. And then uh, Tanya and Rosie, they have the shoulder pieces with like the yes. yellow fur. It's just very out there but with the colors and just the whole bachelorette party it's just amazing and it just really this is when the abba influence like really hits home you're like okay this is this is still like the abba inspired musical that everyone fell in love with before the movies came out so um yeah i think my favorite costume just saying they are so much fun. I love the little heart detail on the inside of her sleeve. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. It's it's so cute. So, like, so, you know, vintage looking. And it's like, yes, you were stars back in the day. <laughs> and just, like, look how great all three of them look. I mean, Meryl Streep Incredible. is just, like, ethereal, you know? Like, elven, yeah. immortal, beautiful. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I don't know if you've aged since this film. Like, I don't think so. I bet you they could still do all these moves right now if we asked them to. Oh, I bet they could. I bet they could. So I also forgot that this film takes place over like max 48 hours. It's very quick. <laughs> it's so quick. And I love how packed the wedding day is with just incredible looks. It's very adorable. Sophie's wedding gown, her bridesmaid, the whole like Greek goddess influence on this day. Incredible. (laughs) Incredible. Like this was one of the first, this wedding gown was one of the first things I did think about when I was like, oh yeah, Mamma Mia costumes, that amazing wedding gown, like chef's kiss. Incredible. And it's so like, it, it goes with that whole like, 
oh, like the well of Aphrodite was once here, like Mm -hmm. theme Mm -hmm. that was going through the whole movie. Mm -hmm. And I love how like everyone is like in these like creams and like light grays. And then Donna's just like this huge pop of color. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that dress because it's so I'm like, Every mom in the 2000s, I think, owned that dress. <laughs> and it's it is so just true. so perfect with the big red shawl. Ugh. It's so beautiful. Incredible. And then when she's, uh, it's during Winter Takes It All, one of the greatest songs of all time. This entire album slaps so hard. It's just like a different sort of level. Uh, but when Donna's running with the shawl and it's blowing in a wind like a, colors of the wind moment with that pink it's just stunning it's just yeah i i actually always forget that there is a wedding at the end because just by that point i'm just so like blown over the baby daddy (laughs) yeah (laughs) you can't believe we're getting married at a time like this that's crazy um what do you think of sky her fiance oh he's fine he could have been a little more supportive but you know (laughs) when she's like giving devil wears prada vibes like just very very tiny (laughs) but like but like it was the 2000s like like when i think back on the 2000s and like good boyfriends and movies like i can't really think of one right (laughs) 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 it's very true uh the song that sophie and sky sing is lay all your love on me though when they're like on the cliffs and there's like water spraying. Oh, that is cool. <laughs> dude, that is a hot, hot scene. I'm like, okay. Yes. Like I get it. The yeah. the spiciness between these two in this film feels very real. And Amanda Seafried looks so good. And she this. looks so good. And I think this was like one of her first roles. It's early. And it's she pretty just early. Kills yeah. it. She does so well. Oh man. But to top it all off, at the very end. We have two incredible (laughs) dance sequences with all the main characters, which was actually uh, a bit of a last minute addition to the film. So Anne Roth, she was like, I just got, you know, some spandex and made what I had to (laughs) made what I knew would work. And when talking to the Pocono record, the topic of how much say she has in actors' costumes comes up. And she says, when it comes to costumes, I have every bit of say. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> when it came to this scene in particular, the men came to her saying, she said, each one of them came to me and said, I will do anything if you don't make me wear that. I said, listen... My honey, you will be wearing it. <laughs> and apparently it was Colin Firth was the first one to have an issue with it. <laughs> and, but then I guess someone in the workroom was like, makes your butt look good. Mm-hmm. And he came. Eventually they all came around, but none of them were happy about it. <laughs> look, if Anne Roth tells you to put this on, you're you putting put it, it on. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also they all look good and it's i get yes. it they're not like you know i wouldn't go on a first date in one of these costumes no. <laughs> but 
it's just fun and it's mama me and it's abba like yeah. of course you're going to be in this finale number i would have been disappointed if they didn't wear these costumes absolutely it's like and like sophie looks adorable like so cute the three of them in that like white silvery like perfect gone to say all the men in those Bransky. bright yes <laughs> she is really killing it but yeah then i love the men in like just those bright bright color <laughs> it's so good it's just i love the the women are center front you know just kind of just in the gold beige white color and then the men are right behind them they contrast right behind them and it just yes. looks so good and i actually uh included a picture for you because currently by the time this comes out, it'll be September. Some shirts still on display, but Anne Roth actually has a small little exhibition at the Academy Museum. <gasps> and there's a case with, I think there's a costume from Stepford Wives and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And there is a Donna costume from Mamma Mia from yes, the scene. Yes, it's this one. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. It looks so good up close. It it's does. just so much detail. And the amount of construction on that fringe is just kind of mind-blowing seeing it up close it really is and i love seeing the belt because <clears throat> it's not really something you can see in the scene because they're moving so much right. um but that's they're killing it with the choreo yes <laughs> i also love like i mean clearly sh like watching this scene i didn't think meryl streep didn't have something under underneath the top but it's so sheer so I love being able to see like the nude illusion mm -hmm. like under that. And yeah. like that's incredible. Yeah. I actually didn't think they were the same costume at first. But once I rewatched it, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that is it. It's just very, very sheer. It just looks different on a mannequin. But um, such a great costume and such a great movie. I mean, I could watch this every single day and I don't think I would ever get bored of it. No. Um, and it makes me want to watch the sequel too, which is another great film. Yes. Costumes designed by Michelle Clapton, who did Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Um, has Cher in it too. So it's just Yeah, Mama your other Mia. favorite. Yeah. But I don't feel the same way about Cher like I do Christina. No, Bransky. you don't. You don't. <laughs> different different types of love, if you get me, if you get what I'm saying. If you're picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down, Spencer. Um, with that said, that brings us to the end of Mamma Mia. Spencer, I think we both need a little a little break to, to think things over. And then when we come back, are you ready to play our favorite game? I'm so excited. It's been such a long time. Uh, of course, it's an easy costume this time, but I'm ready. So let's take a break. Let's do it. Hi, this is Dan, audio engineer of the Blogcast, here to let you know that if you wanted to support the show, you can head over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. There you can buy some awesome TeePublic merch with the Blogcast logo. We have shirts, sweaters, coffee mugs, stickers, and of course, a baby onesie. Thank you for all of your support.
What a what a what a great way to get back into it. It's such a party. <laughs> I know. I know. I was like it was nice. I was like this this getting this one ready was also just like a smooth ride. It just like mm-hmm. kind of fell into place. And I was like, "Oh, this is so nice." And I've already so started nice. my Spotify just binge of Mamma Mia music all of day course long. You so have. it's not going to end for a month or two, so. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well then, are you ready for our favorite game sponsor? I am so ready. Let's do it. The one costume to rule them all. Spencer, what's your one costume to rule them all? So this one I picked almost immediately. Um, Well, I guess I should say I had two options. I was kind of leaning toward just like the dancing queen scene where they were running around with all the props and green costumes. But I had to pick just the Don and the Dynamo's costumes we see when they perform a super trooper. It's just so good. I just love seen it it's such a great way to it's just great storytelling to tell all the people in the audience and the people watching it that you know these three friends have been best friends forever and this is what they used to do they used to be happy and this is how they became friends performing and singing these songs together and you know it kind of looks like that that they pulled them out of their trunks. Like they've had these costumes for a long time. So it's just, yeah. to me, it's just like masterclass storytelling and I love to see it and they all look so good in it. And it's like, it's not just one costume. It's the set of three, just yes. Donna and the dynamos. It, it's a unit. It's definitely a unit. Well, yeah. You cannot look at one without the other. Yes. <laughs> um, and that is an excellent choice, Spencer. Mine a lot a bit different <laughs> my one costume to rule them all was sophie's wedding gown honestly kind of saw that coming a little bit i know it's very <laughs> me uh it's also like it's one of the pieces they used in the promotion mm. of this film a lot she's wearing this dress in a lot of the promotional photos but i also love like especially once they get that veil on the dress it's gorgeous it's beautiful. It looks so good on her, but it's very big and it's very kind of like almost overbearing for her. Yeah. And you can kind of see because like she's dealing with a lot. And at the end of the day, she decides not to get married. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like the culmination of everything she's been planning. And it's just too much for her. Right. It's like she looks beautiful, but there's so much happening. She's kind of like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that her whole look perfect i mean she's not even wearing shoes like she's clearly like <laughs> she's got too much going on she forgot her shoes <laughs> How does that happen? So, right so like i just feel like that was very much like the staple piece to show like where she was in that moment and once it's stripped down to like just the dress it's very light it's very flowy it's like you know her and her boy or fiance i guess are going to go travel the world and have fun. And she's mm-hmm. just going to float away in this beautiful dress. Such a good answer. Uh, I love it. It's so good. It's just looking at it. It's just giving statue vibes. It's so beautiful. Yes. Uh, Elizabeth, this has been such a fun episode. I'm so glad yes. we're back. Me too. I, I've missed this. Me too. And if you all love this episode as much as we did, uh, we gave you lots of homework. So Feel free to leave Mm -hmm. us a voicemail at 626-515-1826. We want to know your one costume to rule them all. Who's your favorite baby daddy? 
which baby daddy's the real baby daddy. Yes. <laughs> I feel like there was something else, but all I have in my notes is baby daddy. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like that covers it. Yeah, that, that, that's the true question of this film is who's the baby daddy, <laughs> which kind of goes out the window at the end. But, you know, right. you speculate. <laughs> yeah. They all just say, who cares? I'm like, well, I kind of care, but whatever. Um, you could also email us at theartofcostume at gmail.com and we could read your answers that way on the podcast. Yes. Now, continuing, I am very excited for next week. Oh, Did are not you? have too much to do <laughs> with this particular episode, but was so excited to listen to your interview with poker face costume designer. Tracy GG Fields Spencer yes. <laughs> so exciting that Poker Face has been one of my favorite shows this year so it was just like so so much fun to listen to your conversation I'm glad it's such a such a great show I loved it so much I've rewatched it multiple times and I yeah I'm lucky I was able to interview Tracy and then I was able to interview her again in public at the Beverly Center, too. So I'm excited to share with you all just little pieces from our conversation. You're going to fall in love with her like I have. Uh, such a great show full of so many great costumes. Yes. Of course, Natasha Leone is such a baddie in it. Um, and there's just so many fun. I love like an anthology series. I think that's kind of like my new yeah. favorite thing. Count of Curiosities. Poker face. I love just the different characters and stories that TV shows could incorporate now. Absolutely. But what I do love about Poker Face that sets it apart from other anthology series is there is, you know, that main character, you know, we follow her throughout the whole series. Right. So like I love that added element to like this one person who's connected to all these other stories individual stories and what's most important is all the episodes are good which you can't say the same yeah. about every <laughs> anthology series so. yes yes that is actually a very nice part of uh, poker face but yes i hope you all listen we have a great schedule coming up we have mm -hmm. two great episodes coming up for september and then Elizabeth and I are going to announce our spooky season lineup we're not going to share yes. it just yet but it is Packed. I think yeah, our best ever. I think we are interrupting our regular scheduling of every other week, and we'll be posting an episode every week mm -hmm. of October. We're just leaving leaving it all on the dance floor or whatever <laughs> the saying is. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a saying. We're leaving it all on the dance floor. Yes, we are, Spencer. <laughs> And if you would like to keep up with us in between episodes, you can follow us on Instagram at the Art of Costume Pod on TikTok, TikTok, on TikTok at the Art of Costume. If you want to show your support for our show, you can head over to our merch store at theartofcostume.com slash pod store or if you really loved what you heard, you can leave us a five-star text review on Apple Podcast. Spencer, I'll see you next week. I will see you next week. I'm going to go listen to Mamma Mia now. So Yes, me too. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. 
The Art of Costume Blogcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on Instagram at The Art of Costume Pod or visit theartofcostumeblogcast.com for all blogcast updates. If you want to support the show, go to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, head over to theartofcostume.com, a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design. Can you hear the car outside blasting music? They're like bumping, no. bumping. Really? Like if I look out on the street, they might be breakdancing in the street. That's how loud it is. <laughs> Yell at them. Tell them you're recording a podcast. Hey! <laughs> I'm trying to record Mama Mia. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, <laughs> Anyways. Anyway.